Welcome to American Football in Finland, where a few of us Americans in Finland discuss the football being played here every week. You can follow us on Facebook at American Football in Finland, or check out the latest show on perfectpurpose.com forward slash AFF. Uh, this week, it's just going to be me, Perfect Purpose, and I'll be only having one of my co-hosts with me, uh, Jabari Harris. Hey, how y'all doing? It's good to be back with you this week, Purvis. Uh, today, we're going to talk about last week's only Maple League game, this week's game to watch. And then we'll also have a interview with Miko Sepinen from the Porvo Butchers. So starting with last week's game, the Helsinki Roosters went to Turku and beat the brakes off of the Turkey Trojans, 39-3. to uh, The Roosters' offense put up 344 yards. Trojans didn't even get 100 yards offense. They're at 97. So just those two numbers right there, the Roosters are, are following that game plan of defense wins championships. I tried to keep count, but I think that the Trojans had six three-and-out drives out of their total of eight or nine possessions in that game. So they've never really even had a chance. The quarterback for the Helsinki Roosters, Brandon Connett, threw for 250 and had four touchdowns. He connected with Miro Miro Cadbury all day. Miro had 11 receptions for around 69 yards in that game, while Bernard Lester was the big play guy. He had two touchdowns. He had a 45-yard reception that was huge that he basically took the ball out of the defender's hands and put it in his hands before he went down with it. And he really made the biggest difference. There was a 4th and 15 in the game. They're on the goal line, 4th and 15. Connett rolls out, throws it up. Luster comes down with it. I mean, he he was the biggest thing about that game for me. And also, Curtis Slater doing what Curtis Slater does. He was actually playing corner early in the game when they thought that Kyle Bopit was going to be some type of factor receiver. And when they saw that he wasn't, he went back to playing safety, start returning punts. This dude almost averaged 40 yards per punt return. He had more punt return yards than Turku Trojans had offense. He had 113 (laughs) yards receiving, and the Trojans had 97 total yards. So the Roosters' offense was real pass-heavy in this game. But what they did was they basically ran the read option every play. So the Trojans had to respect the fact that it could be a zone read. And that's what led to Cadmiri actually having a lot of receptions from bubble routes. Basically, they faked the zone read to Jason Taylor or Young Carrier running back and then throw it to Cadmiri, who's wide the fuck open. And then he goes and gets his yards. And they basically, the entire third quarter, they ran that bubble play. Over and over. Fake the handoff, throw the bubble. Fake the handoff, throw the bubble. But it kept their offense balanced because you had to respect the run. Because when they did run, they did decent when they actually did run the ball. Turku just got outplayed in this game, and they didn't have a lot going for them. But they did have one bright spot that the running back, Josh, I want to say, Kezada is how you pronounce it. Yeah, Josh Kezada. Kezada. Yeah, Josh Kezada. That dude's a beast. He ran really hard, had 25 carries. I want to say he had 
a hundred something yards, a little bit over a hundred. Yeah, he rushed for over the century mark. He yeah, did. he had over a hundred, which tells you something because their total offense was only ninety-seven. So they had a couple of sacks and things happened in that aspect. But this dude is going to be a good running back. The only problem he has right now is that he has no help on that offensive side. The offensive line is pretty weak. He had to break a lot of tackles to get those yards. So he earned all 118 yards that he that he got rushing. So for me, this game went exactly as I expected. Roosters came out, dominated the Trojans. Trojans didn't even really put up a fight besides Quezada. And it was a decent game to watch, but a great way for the Maple League to start off. What were your thoughts on it, Jabari? Um, I think uh, as we talked about last week in our podcast, our expectations were what they were. Um, Going back to Bernard's performance, uh, I remember when we had our first podcast and I was saying that this was going to be the year that Bernard's going to be able to put up the numbers that he couldn't put up last year for the simple fact of, for now, he has a predominantly thorn quarterback uh, in Brandon, other than a duel in Mike, but also he has other pieces around him that are allowing him to not be double teamed. And even if he's double teamed, he has a quarterback that's like, okay, this is Bernard Luster. I'm going to give him a shot and let him go up and get the ball. And that's what's different with his rooster offense this year. Uh, the fact that they could use a former quarterback like Miro in the slot and get production says a lot about how they've simplified the system to where it fits their personnel. And, you know, you have to respect Jason Taylor, which is genius. To it's, Their offense is similar to what we've seen with Sandy Oki and Justin in the previous years. Their RPO option where, you know, you got a good solid running back in there and you have to keep six in the box. And when you do, you're leaving those slots uncovered. And now that Miro's getting 11 receptions a game, now the focus is, okay, how are they going to beat us? And then when you start worrying about those slots, you're allowing Bernard and Timothy to get these one-on-ones outside, in which I don't think I heard a lot of Timothy Thomas this game. You know, I like how Brandon is spreading this ball around. I like how every game different receivers are stepping up. What I expected from Turku's defense is exactly what we said they would be. They do not have the same caliber defense that they've had previous years. Um, their, their linebacker core is weakened. Their secondary is weakened. And besides June on that D-line, they didn't really have much of a force to really just get the Roosters uncomfortable. Offensive-wise, I felt bad for Kazada because the simple fact, and the quarterback for the simple fact, I seen over eight or nine drop balls, wide open balls. They don't have a receiving core at this point with their import being injured. So now what teams that can do until they fix this problem, they can stack the box any way they please and they can do exactly what the Roosters did. Like you said, Curtis, once Curtis thought that this guy was going to be a factor and they seen he wasn't, they went back to playing their base defense and they just said, hey, you can't throw. So we're going to allow you to run the ball, and we're going to bang your running back up every time. Uh, this was not a good start for Turku, seeing the fact that this is exactly what we said would happen because they are not on the roster deep at depth with quality talent. When you look at the special teams, Curtis was out there running like D'Angelo Hall on the return <laughs> game. He was spinning people. He was juking people. Hell, the only thing he needed to do was jump over somebody, and he would have had it all on tape. Their special teams and their offense is going to be their major setback. I think that their defense still has some potential, 
But right now, if their defense is going to be on the field over 50 percent of the time, they're going to finish last place. And it's going to be exactly what we talked about the first week. As far as the Roosters, they didn't show me anything special. They didn't have to. Um, They did exactly what they game plan to do. They got the ball out fast. They manipulated the box. They kept their quarterback and their players healthy and they got the win. So um, I think that this game, it was exactly what we expected. Um, I think that it was a good start to the Maple League. Uh, it's um, I'm hoping that we see more from this Turku team in the future. Yeah, I just want to add a little bit about the Turku because I don't want to make it seem like they didn't have any positives. I know I just said Quezada, but like you said, their defense actually wasn't bad. It just wasn't good enough to play against the Roosters. And you mentioned June, June Robinson. He created pressure the entire game. If you noticed, a lot of times when they didn't have a quick pass, Connett was running. He's an athletic quarterback, but he had to because June was was creating. He was creating that pressure up the middle that made Connett have to roll out. It just so happened that when he rolled out, his receivers were open downfield. Wide open. <laughs> but that also brings me to the finish safety uh, for Turku. I don't want to mess up his name, but I'm going to try to say it. Ville Valtteri Suoyanen. Suoyanen. I don't know if I said that right. But you know who you are. I call him number 21. He was out there, and he was making plays. He had an interception, had two pass breakups. He was actually the punter who was on the bad side of a lot of bat snaps when they were trying to punt. But that gives them hope out there on the defensive side, that with those two players, there's playmaking ability out of those two guys. What they do need is they need to shore up that linebacking core, like you said, and the corners themselves were not usually in good position to make plays on the ball. But but also, like yep. I said earlier, Luster and even Timmy Thomas scored a touchdown, but Luster had to go over these DBs and get that ball. That's just playmaking ability. The DBs were in the right spot, but he had to go over them and get some of them passes. Timmy Thomas caught a fade put, touchdown. He had to go and take it from that DB. That's what they lack is there's no playmakers in that defensive backfield besides Ville. And I think with him being at safety, they just kind of kept the ball away from him. They were throwing to the outside receivers deep, and they were throwing to the inside receivers short. Kind of took him out of the game. Because when he was in there, when Connett tried to throw it across the middle, deep in the middle of the field, he was sitting there and got an interception. So I think the Trojans definitely have some positives to take away from on the defensive side. But like you said, their offense and special team is what really put them in a bad position in this game. I definitely agree with you. And like you said, um, you know, I think that June, he did what he's known to do. He's been creating pressure, even in San Oki. He's he's going to be a force on that D-line, but he can't do it by himself. And um, those guys just have – and then another thing I want to point out that this was the Roosters' third game. You know, they, they've they had a little bit of a warm-up playing in the CEFL League. So, you know, Turku's imports just arrived, and this is the first competition that the same team has seen. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt to say, you know, they got a good warm-up and they got a good expectation of what the top team in Finland looks like right now. And they have room to build. Um, they have – I think 11 more games is going to be a long season. Yep. And I think that they just got to they just got to watch the film and they got to take they got to take they got to take responsibility 
as individual players to say, hey, I'm going to step it up week in and week out and I'm going to get better. Um, like you said, the plays that the Roosters receiver was making was just big dog versus little dog. Are you going to take it from me or are you going to give it to me? I don't think that that's anything that a coach can coach. I mean, if you call the play and the guy's in position and he's just getting faded on, <laughs> what can you do? You know, I think they did a good job being in position. They just got to make the play. And that's just something that's going to come with the individual effort. Well, that was the only game that was played this week. So the Maple League teams are back in action on Thursday with the Senegal Crocodiles at the Helsinki Roosters. And then on Saturday, the Porvo Butchers will be at the Tampa Saints. And the week will end with the Wassel Royals at the Turku Trojans on Monday night. Even though all three games should be competitive, only one game can be our game to watch. So because we haven't seen a lot of games this year, we're going to basically base it off of last year. Because of the player and coaching changes that have happened this year and the fact that this is going to be the Maple Bowl rematch, the game to watch is going to be the Sineoki Crocodiles at the Helsinki Roosters. What we're going to do is me and Jabbar are each going to take one sentence to describe why this is a game to watch. Okay, and I'll let you go first, Jabari. Uh, I believe this is the game to watch because it'll simply tell us if the San Diego Crocodiles are a championship contender or not. My sentence is going to be, the Crocs will get a chance to prove that they can still compete without the Air Force offense that they had last season. This is a this is all-out robbery. You know, this team has a lot of history. They went back and forth for being the number one or number two seed during the regular season. Uh, they played in two Maple Bowl against each other. And I think that that bad blood is still there. So I'm expecting the Crocodiles to come down here still with that same hate and that same attitude that they want to beat the Roosters. And uh, we just get to see if they're put together enough to be able to compete and to be able to do it. What a, a lot of people might not realize also is both of these teams have a lot of young players who've actually played against each other in like U19, U17, because both the Crocodiles and the Roosters usually have good youth teams. So there's a lot of rivalry there from years of playing each other that a lot of people outside of Finland might not notice. But these Finnish guys, they know each other and they love to compete in this game. And that's what's good for the sport, you know. I'm glad that these young men, and it's good for us because we're able to see how the Finnish talent is developing, you know. We're able to see some of these, even for me, some of these young juniors that I was coaching in 2014 in Porvoo, now I'm seeing them start safety, DB, and linebacker in the Maple League. I'm just like, wow, man, these guys have really embraced the sport. They've really embraced the opportunity, and they're they're going to make – they're going to make this uh, transition to the Maple League a good one for themselves. I'm, I'm excited to see these young guys go out and play and to see what the future of Finnish football looks like. Before we get out of here, we're going to talk to um, one of the guys who's been through the Finnish system, uh, Miko Seppinen, the wide receiver from the Porvo Butchers, and he's going to tell us about what he has planned coming up this weekend against the Tampa Saints. Welcome to the show, Miko Seppinen. Thank you. First of all, let me say, no pressure, but you're my MVP candidate this season. So please don't let me down. I won't. I won't. <laughs> all right. So let's get into some questions and answers. The Butchers organization went through an overhaul this season. What things have changed the most to help you guys get into the playoffs this year? Oh, we have grown as a team. Like last year was hard, but now our, our young players are starting to trust themselves so i think that's gonna help us a lot and yeah we got pretty good off season too so i think we're ready all right the first game 
is this week against the Saints in Tampa. What can we expect to see from the Butchers' offense? Will it be the run heavy with Jordan Moore and Darian Hall, or will Miko Seppinen get the shine and do a little pass catching out there this week? Uh, this year, we have so much options in our offense, so their defense has to be ready for whatever. Uh, we got good wide receivers, and we got our fullback, Sebastian, who can make plays too. And, yeah, of course, we got Darian and Jordan. So we'll see. All right. I think besides your Americans, your roster is almost exclusively Finnish guys. And most of you guys have been practicing together all offseason. Does this give you an edge over some of the teams in the Maple League with seven or eight imports who had to just come in about a week or two ago? Yeah, definitely. We got players who who have played with the Butchers their whole whole career. So I know they will give me us everything they got and i don't think we need imports because we got everything we need to win in maple league okay so i know jordan moore has been in finland for a few weeks so you've had time to practice with him there's basically a rumor going around that he's only a running qb now you're his receiver you have first-hand knowledge here's the question can jordan moore throw the ball or not <laughs> I think that is funny that people think that way. Like he's he's a QB, not just a running back. So of course he can throw the ball, but I think it's because he's a great runner. So people only can see him as a running quarterback who can throw. But yeah, he's he got pretty strong arm too. So I think he's gonna show to the people what he is really made for. Well, I hope so, too, because, like I said, you're my MVP candidate, so he has to throw you the ball for you to be my MVP. So he definitely better be able to throw this year. Um, Speaking of you as an MVP candidate, you're one of the top receivers in the Maple League, but you've been known to play a little defense as well. Will we get to see you play any defense this week against the Saints? I think I'm not, but if the coaches want me to play, I'm ready. Like, uh, I play there where they want me to, so... We'll see. Maybe or maybe not. Well, that's a great thing about you, Miko Seppinen. You're definitely a team player. Well, that's all the time I'm going to take from you today. Um, We appreciate you coming on the show, talking to us, and good luck to you this week against the Saints. We'll be watching you guys. Thank you. Thanks to Miko Seppinen for taking the time to talk to us. That's it for us this week on American Football in Finland. I'm Perfect Purvis with my co-host Jabari Harris. Thanks for listening, guys. It's a pleasure. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at American Football in Finland or check out the latest show on perfectpurpose.com forward slash AFF. See you next time.